This word conform means to make something fashionable. That is temporarily that way. Not permanently, but temporarily. You see, Satan can't build a city which is a continuing city. The way Hebrews speaks of the city God built. He can't build a city which has solid foundations that will last. He builds on the sand. And pretty soon all the fads come tumbling down. The faddish ideas, the faddish concepts, the faddish laws of society, the various ways that men respond to life's problems, they're all temporary and they're the rage for the moment. But this word conform means something that you are molded into that is not permanent. It's kind of like jello. You let jello sit at, at room temperature very long, and what happens? It goes back to where it was before you did what you do to it. It's just a mess ripping all over the table on the floor. And you see, Satan keeps adding new boxes of cereal with new kinds of claims and new kinds of great PR all around them all the time. And when you go down to your shopping market for your new set of ideas or values or whatever it may be, he's got a new box on the shelf and you say, this at last is going to be the great cereal of all cereal. But he's always adding a new box, and he has to be adding a new box, and he has to be doing something different, he has to be changing, because he can't build a city with foundations that's a continuing city. There is no continuing city here. Nothing remains permanent and absolute that Satan never does or builds. But on the other hand, while this word mold or conform has to do with the outer shape which is only temporary and not permanent, the word transform has to do with the inner change of a person which is permanent. And that's the wonderful thing. There are absolutes with God. I want to read you a little something. A philosophy professor, this says, began each new term by asking his students, do you believe we can show that there are absolute values like justice? The free-thinking students all said, no, of course not. Everything is relative, they argued. And no single principle or law applies to everyone everywhere. Before the semester was over, the professor devoted one class period to debate the issue. At the end, he concluded by saying, now regardless of what you think, I want you to know that absolute values can be demonstrated. They laughed at him. He went on, and if you don't accept my point of view, I'll flunk you. 
immediately one angry student got up and walked out and as he went he said that's not fair unwittingly he had just proven the professor's point he had appealed to a standard a standard of fairness that he thought was absolute enough that it ought to convince both him and the professor and everybody around him. You see, the professor was making that point. The world doesn't believe in absolute value. We have values clarification in our schools today in which all of the traditional values of the home are taken and they are so manipulated and worked with by the teachers that all the values that are taught at home are washed out, are faded, eroded, and continuum thinking is replaced, is put in its place. All around us, the world works this way. But this interchange, this transformation that goes on in a believer as he listens to the word of God and thinks more and more and lives more and more in an antithetical way to the ways of the world, this permanent interchange, this absolute unchangeable change that takes place when the Spirit of God gets hold of a man inside and transforms him, this is the same word that's used of the transfiguration of Christ. You see, Christ, when he was on that Mount of Transfiguration, didn't have a spotlight shined on him. It says that he glowed and glistened brighter than the noonday sun, and it came from within. It was a reality in him. The glory that was his and was hidden flashed forth on that one occasion so brilliantly that men had to turn their eyes away and every one of those three men who was on that mount never forgot it and wrote about it. Transformation takes place through the inner work of God by his spirit as that spirit enables us to put on the new ways having put off the old ways an antithetical way of thinking put off put on should a butterfly crawl like a caterpillar that's the question and God says no that's the answer my friends Spend a little while during your spare time here analyzing your life. Sit down with a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. That's the beginning of antithetical thinking. Two columns. And start listing in one column all the ways that you think the major decisions and activities of your life are activities that have been transformed into God's way. And then on the other side, all those activities and decisions of life that 
have you where you are that you think really are conformity to the fads of the devil's changing system? You might be surprised. You might be shocked. You might be shattered if you do it. But I ask you to just take a little time and try it. Let's pray. O oh God, our Father, forgive us for developing mentalities that are really quite opposed to you. Mentalities that say the Bible plus, your way and, my thought as well. Help us, Lord, rather to conform our lives and transform our lives to your word so that inwardly and outwardly there is in us that which demonstrates the love of Jesus Christ to you and to our neighbor. Make us like him. We thank you for saving us, bringing us to the cross, bringing us to the place where we saw that there was only one way of salvation. Help us now to see that there is only one way to live out that salvation. Help us to be very, very honest as we examine ourselves and think about this command which you have given to us. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen.